Plenty of time for Stroud. Directing receivers, flips it to the end zone, caught, touchdown! Marvin Harrison Jr. making a huge impact. Milton taking a shot downfield, he's got a man open, and it's into the arms of Squirrel White. Nix, pump fake, takes off, out of the clear, Bo Nix, there he goes, he won't be caught, he's done it again! What's up everybody, it's Chris K, Andrew P. Katz here, burning the red shirt back, special edition, of course I'm talking about the Brew McCoy one more season, one last ride announcement, we had to do a special pod for this one specifically, uh, I mean, did you know he had an extra year? I guess is the first is the first question here. Yeah, get get right into the the meat of the emergency yeah. pod. Um, I did, I did. I I thought, I guess maybe we didn't talk about it, but I heard um, like over the past week, like Nico was trying to talk him into to coming back or whatever. So I guess that they bonded in some in some regard. Um, like father son type it. way in a sense. What was that? I said, like in a father-son type way. Is is am I correct that Nico's a dad too? I guess maybe we shouldn't like. I, no, I meant it more like Brew is like what twenty six and Nico's like eight. Right, right, right. Of course you did, but I, I thought I saw some tweets out there that he might uh, be. I mean, Nico and it, you yeah. know, you never know. Everyone um, makes choices. I had heard rumblings that he was like considering coming back. I think yeah. we had shared uh, tweets together about it, you know, in in G chat. Um, I mean, to be fair, what's he going to do in the NFL? Like he probably makes as much, if not more money by doing this. Cause you just, what's another year delay into the NFL. Um, so, I mean, this is pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. Is Ramel Keaton coming back? Cause I, you know, like I hate that guy. He just gets in my way with, with all the I, fun that I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. He, had, the, the season didn't work out great. Didn't really work out. I was hoping for, but he had some spike weeks. I mean, they, they didn't really pay off for me in any way, shape, or form. But I was rooting for him. I saw, I, but I, I did catch an article yesterday that um one of the B writers, Adam Sparks, put out about just reeling off the top seven receivers, and he did not list Ramel Keaton. So I guess he's out of eligibility. It's gotta but be top seven looks not. nice uh, for <laughs> for Nico. Um, you got Brew, you got Squirrel, you got five star freshman Mike Matthews coming in. The guy, that guy, Chaz Nimrod, that just runs sprints all day and doesn't catch passes. Um, the Tulane kid. And then I guess there's a couple more that are slipping my mind. I mean, yeah. Dante Thornton's got to be better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't Brazel kind of Dante Thornton? Like, aren't they kind of? The... Right. Yeah. They're both tall, lanky, right? Yeah. I would never understand what happened with Dante Thornton, especially if he has a big year this year or next year. Like, how did he not just do it this year? I don't know. I, I guess he was banged up for a lot of the year too. Um, it's always tough though when you're transferring your first year into the program, and there's guys that have some level of talent that have been there that you're competing with um, to ascend over them straight away in a way that's going to pay off in year one. I don't know. Feels difficult. What did um, I was pretty impressed with Nico against Iowa. Like so just, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna say I didn't get a chance to watch that game. Um, that is definitely one that I want to try and find cutups on. Uh, I don't know if you saw that Matthew loves ball ripping piece is uh, like got he got demoed off his yeah. YouTube channel's toast. But I'm sure there's other uh, people that I'll throw some cutups. But I, I want to see that game. I didn't watch any of it. What, what was it like? 
he, you know, from a passing perspective, it was not, you know, not all that impressive, but like, I liked the rushing. They had designed runs around the goal line. Like they very much wanted him to run the football, which is interesting considering how skinny he is. But I thought he was pretty good in the pocket, like all things considered, you know, like he scrambled well, he evaded the pass rush well. And uh, from a fantasy perspective, you know, he doesn't have to throw a whole lot if he's going to be pretty decent running. And you also have to think would too, you- like you're avoiding the negative rush plays is so big because, you know, all it takes is a 10 yard loss. And now, you, you, you know, it just it can be it can add up, you know. How would you compare and contrast his fantasy game to Jackson Arnold's? Uh, I would rather have Arnold, I think, just right off the bat, just because I think he's a better passer with equal. Yeah, you see about right equal, with Arnold. With like about equal show. run uh, yeah. rushing ability. Yeah, I was a little surprised with Arnold's rushing ability. He looked pretty fast. You know what I was impressed with that Arizona game was the uh, – it seemed like two things – did everybody seem like they were super fast in that game? <laughs> I don't know what it was like. Everybody looked fast. And then the other thing was Fafita and Arnold, like they had some quick releases and the arm strength was incredible. I was very impressed with how both of those guys threw the football. Yeah. Fafita is definitely like you're, we're all, we're all going to have to pay up to get any piece of the, Arizona offense next year, right? I guess Cowing's out of eligibility, I think. I'm pretty positive about that. But you think you figure T Mac is round one. Fafita, I don't I've I have i have not looked at his ground stats. Like I can't I don't recall if he does anything on the ground. Uh, but you figure he'll go pretty high, top five rounds. Did you see they offered uh our dog Silas Bolden? Uh that would be a nice fit. Yeah, that feels really nice. If you went there, I would expect Silas to go high. And that's like that. Yeah, I would love to see that because they have like a glaring hole now at a second receiver. The Colorado kid never did it for me. And none of like the younger kids seemed like they ever really got there in terms of uh, doing anything meaningful. Yeah, so Fafita is negative rushing. <laughs> uh negative 33 care uh, negative 33 yards on 38 carries he just will go for zero or negative 35 like that's pretty much essentially it um yeah. tet 100 is a first rounder in my opinion if you can if we get like a silas bolden i think as long as we don't hear anything insane like going into deeper into the spring like i don't why wouldn't he be like a third or fourth rounder like and, and that's not like to say that he should be like based on what he's done in the past, but like you put him together with a he's essentially cowing. But Fafita, I don't know if he's not going to run it, he's not going to be like a top five rounder for me. He probably is right outside the edge of. You I mean, just like, had to Curtis, tweet about Curtis, how you hate those guys, right? Well, yeah, a little bit. I have a type. <laughs> Kurt, he, why does he just needs to be around where Curtis Rourke is to me, right? Like. You're hoping for 3,535 touchdowns. Like that's the only way to get to to super relevance like that. That makes sense. Yeah, like Dylan Gabriel was going in like the tenth round this past year. So, oops. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Dylan. Uh, I mean, Jaden Daniels was the biggest oops of them all. I was taking yeah. him like the eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth round the entire time. Um, I mean, what a this is actually great timing for a pod because. Billy Cornsby hit the portal. Dude, I uh 
as soon as it happened, I, I tweeted, I was like, something like, uh, let's, let's go, let's go do it again or whatever. And Fro Froton comes in with fangs and tells me how, is telling me how we, uh, understandably is like, yeah, he calls those guys solo threats. Uh, he's like, yeah, it's not for me. Like a, a coach won't, uh, want to play that game with a guy who can't throw the ball. So, which makes sense. Um, it really needs to be like a, like a good fit um, for us to us like fancy people, fancy community, right? To want to buy back in. Like if he just goes into like, like if he were transferring to Nebraska and is like battling three other people, that probably can't do too much with that. But the two that I would love to see are Jacksonville State, right? Let's get a lot, let's get him in that retreat offense. Um, sorry, Logan Smothers, you're my boy, but. I could not say no to, to saying seeing Malik Horns being that offense. And then also if there's now that opening at Liberty, right. Uh, with Salter uh, hitting the portal as well. Um, you would think that Chadwell would probably want a little more from an arm perspective, but the guy has coached in extremely efficient seasons from McCall and Salter. And while I love, Salter's arm talent. We saw what McCall looked like without Chad Wollen with him. So you would think that he could mold Hornsby into a passable passer. And I mean, can you, can you imagine him running or Hornsby, what he could do with his legs in that, uh, in the Chadwell offense. So those are the two I would love to see for my boy Malik. Yeah. Especially with like Salter in the, the portal now, it's like, you just do a little game of uh, musical yeah. chairs on replacing quarterbacks. Uh, I do know that the C2C Slack was was hoping for Jacksonville State as well. Um, so I think that would be the clear fantasy favorite. Uh, speaking of Salter, I mean, is he already in the Plains? Is he on the Plains right now? Is he in Auburn? Dude, I, I, I do not buy that one. But, like, how much information do we actually have? But... As someone who was emotionally and financially invested from Salter coming out of week one in 2022 after he came in against Southern Miss and dropped bombs on that on them and led Liberty to an overtime win against Southern Miss in week one of 2022. Like I was bought in from there and I saw the way that Freeze kind of yanked him around like talked about all the things that he want like the the reasons he wasn't ready to commit to him and yeah sure motivation like you want to motiv motivate a young kid to like do the right things i guess and like mature and get get more composure and stuff like that but i don't know you want to play him over for jonathan bennett <laughs> and he did get he did get hurt salter and struggle with injuries and stuff but like, I don't know. I wouldn't want to go back to someone who, if, who like kind of yanked me around um, that way. Like, I think, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that I, the vibes I got coming out of 2022 was like that these two really enjoyed uh, the working relationship that they had. Well, see, I think the thing here is that you're forgetting that Hugh Freeze is a man of adaptation and learning and, you know, recovering from past mistakes. So right. if anything, this is about as good as a fit as it gets. 
<clears throat> so, I mean, I think you're you're pretty spot on. I just don't know, like, where where would he go? I guess you know, like, he, you Liberty I, is about as funded as it gets. So you're going to a Power Five if it's not if it's not if you're not staying at Liberty, you're going to a Power Five, right? So, what you, Power you, Five you, needs a quarterback? You um. You saw that that like uh, that rumor I shared that Dylan Gabriel's highest NIL offer came from Liberty. That of shit's course. so funny. Of you course. would think that this is not purely NIL driven, right? For the reason you just said that Liberty has no problems there; they can figure out the the coin situation um, and pay what it takes to to keep Salter if that's what was driving him. But potentially. Playing the equivalent of eight to nine practice scrimmages over the season wasn't that appealing to him. Like I watched every, pretty much every Liberty game after getting financially invested really early on and them going undefeated. Like I lived and died with that that team. There wasn't much. There, my 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 heart's okay after that. There was there weren't that many scares. Fortunately, I didn't catch the Sam Houston State game where Sam Houston State was like at their six yard line. And had multiple chances to win in the final 30 seconds. But outside of that, like there were no really close calls. They the the final month until the conference championship game, they just didn't they didn't have to go off page one in the playbook. They just they they just like the, the final game, week 13, I think Salter threw 11 passes, completed three, they ran for 400 yards. Like, I don't know, maybe that maybe he's thinking a little more long term with F. There's one thing we know about Kadon Salter. It's that he's got a good head on his shoulders. He thinks about all things very clearly. Always got, always got that projectized outlook on life. Um, but yeah, maybe he's like, maybe he's just thinking about it through the lens of like, hey, I don't want to just play nine scrimmages. I want to actually uh, uh, go out and make a different use of my collegiate career. Militant Ohio State Twitter is uh, banging the table for him over Will Howard. Dude, I would love to see that. I think that would be so much fun. No, thank you. As a Michigan fan, no, thank you. I don't want to. I don't want any piece of that. I don't. That could either blow up in their face or become like the greatest thing since yeah. it's spread. Um, yeah, it would be. It could be. It would be interesting. Speaking of Will Howard, what I mean, it's so interesting because I feel like things are happening, like in these bowl games that we thought were not a big deal that meant nothing that are now potentially putting things in people's heads. So, like to start right, like. Hugh Freeze felt very committed to Peyton Thorne, but then he looked bad against, uh, who was that, Maryland. They looked awful. So that changes things, I think, a little bit. Now with Salter in the portal, I think, you know, maybe he's going to backtrack that statement. You know, and then with USC, it's like, well, Howard was supposed to be there, and then Miller Moss looked incredible with a couple, with some backups, or, you know, not the, the main crew, right? Some of the guys that he would be throwing to next year. So... Is do you think the Will Howard stuff is like is based on USC or was that really not as committed as we thought it was weeks ago? Oh man, who knows? I I had no I I had no reason to really base my skepticism of Miller Moss, your boy, but like I've I've just figured he would be cast aside. Uh, just play backup role his entire career. It seemed like he was like gung ho, like yeah, I just want to be at USC. I'll, I'm cool living my dream as a backup quarterback. But good for him for uh, balling out. It'd be it'd be sweet to 
I think see him run with that. The what you hear about Will Howard now, right? Is he uh, like the considerations Ohio State, USC, Miami, or the NFL? I can't believe Cam Ward's going to the NFL. Like, what is what are you what are you doing, dude? Like, you're enjoy being on the practice squad or whatever after being a fourth or fifth round pick. Like that. That's I don't know. I would go, dude. If you're getting wined and dined in Miami, I'd take a couple million and just go fucking party and have a, a fun year and like w- win eight games there. I think that would be. That would be a good time and a little better than just chilling on a practice squad for a year. Um, yeah, he got bad info there because a lot of times, right, with this NIL, it makes a lot of sense, especially with him. He could make one to two to three million maybe at a real school. It could party if you wanted to, or he could just try to improve, which he needs to, to yeah. become an NFL quarterback. So, like, I don't, you know, it used to be, well, like, I need to get better and I'm not going to get better at Washington State and I'm not going to get paid. So I might as well just go get paid and get better. And that makes sense in the NFL, but like he's not a, he's not a top three to four round quarterback. No, he just played in like two incredibly quarterback friendly systems. And even those systems cannot really hide his flaws. Like you still, you watch the most of the games that were actual, like back and forth type games against legit competitions. Like, all right, this, this dude just, it's not it's not it he's not it right now like yeah you can scheme him up or whatever and he puts up some nice uh passing totals but i don't know there it's like pretty obvious that's just there's better qbs out there yeah this is a big week for portal stuff especially at quarterback because kj jefferson went to ucf that's gonna be i think two things right that's a i think a great fit yeah and uh r.i.p to timmy mcclain right i mean see you later yeah, we do love Timmy, uh, Josh Chevalier, longtime favorite. Um, but he's he's not beating out KJ, um, and that like good on good on Gus. At least like unlike so many other teams, it feels like teams and coaches when Gus takes a transfer QB, it's a QB that totally fits the system, uh, right? With Plumley, Timmy, KJ, like we know what's getting like KJ is. KJ presumably knows what he's getting into. He's he's running it 250 times this year. <laughs> but he's got the body to do it. You know, he's yeah. a big guy, but he can run. Yeah. Uh, so I like this. You know, this fit feels really good to me. Definitely. Um, and it, you know, who, this is, who feels, are you? Who are you drafting? Uh, Fafita or KJ? I would rather have at the same price. Yeah. I and then, would, and then we could do it where you think that they'll go in drafts too. Uh, I think I would rather KJ. I have a type, but I just can't get away from the type. I it is very close though. I feel like Fafita is super safe. You know, I mean, uh, but I don't see him as a potential. If you were, I was playing around looking at like the top twenty quarterbacks of the year, and you pretty much, I think maybe three of the top twenty had like two hundred fifty rushing yards or less. And like one of them was Bo Nix, who was around that number, but he had like six touchdowns rushing and you know what he did throwing, right? So I think Fafita is super safe. You know, worst case, you overdrafted him probably in the fifth round, but he probably should have gone in the 10th round. KJ, you take him in sixth, seventh, eighth round, and he could easily be a top two guy. I don't know. Who would you take? Mm. I do usually default to whoever plays in the later games. So Fafita in that one. But I also just like I 
I love just seeing a dream bet happen like like KJ in Gus's system. So I, that would be tough for me to say no to. I would, probably would go with KJ. It'll be a really interesting quarterback year um, because you have so much. You know, you have so many different moving pieces. And then you also have returning guys like we've talked about in the past with like Castellanos, like Haynes King. He looks promising and runs a good bit. And that that team just looks better. So there's going to be a lot of guys. I mean, you look at this top 20 and there's names that you would have never guessed would be in the top 20. But we don't even know where Diego Pave is going, right? <laughs> it's true. Uh, hopefully somewhere good can't think of anything off the top of my head but hopefully something good but all right what do you think about the obviously the game on monday i mean obviously you're rooting for washington because you have money on it in multiple ways and you're wearing a washington shirt right now for those that are unable to watch but what do you think about this game i think that there's a chance that washington just bamboozles michigan uh they they can't stop michigan can't stop the passing game there's always a receiver who is somewhat open right and Penix just hits him and they just can't pick up chunk play after chunk play after chunk play um the interesting part is right more if you treat that as a constant like the interesting part then becomes like well washington's probably not stopping michigan's run game like what 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 have you seen in recent it, like what? What it, from the Texas game made it seem like they could do? They could stop uh, a, a solid running game whatsoever. Um, I I don't know. Like I won't pretend that like I have any idea how to like meaningfully form an opinion on how the game is going to actually play out. It, it should. It seems like it should be real a really fun game. I was um, as someone that jam money on Tybo Rogers under on uh, FanDuel when it was up for a little bit yesterday. Um, I was so excited to see then that Dylan Johnson is expected to play, but like now reading the full quote and thinking about it more like at best, I think he's a coin flip to play. What do you think? This feels like the, I don't know if there's names off the top of my head. I can remember, but it feels like the situations where it's like, of course, it's the, you know, like Blake Corum maybe in the playoffs a year, a couple of years ago, where it was like, yeah, we're going to have him ready to go. And then he runs like three times, two times, you know, like that feels very likely here. It is probably the biggest question mark, obviously, on Washington. It's like, because we know what we're getting out of Washington, right? It's just like yeah. three stud receivers, a tight end that could pop, and Penix is just going to chuck it. And, he, you know, I was actually surprised a little bit with this rushing the other day. But Dylan Johnson is like such a heavy piece of that rushing attack that like, what do you do with all those carries? Do you just throw it more? Do you give it to Tybo? I mean, Richard Newton was getting some snaps, you know, like what, was how he? does this happen? I thought it was Richard Newton that was getting some snaps. I'd have to say so Nixon got that. a few snaps. Maybe I'm thinking of Nixon, not Newton. Yeah. But. Newton's been, I saw one, I saw something that Newton's like been basically just special teams because his knees all messed up. Um, it was Nixon, yeah. not Newton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're I all think the same it's like here's the what's running through my head in terms of figuring out trying to figure out Dylan Johnson stuff. You've got from this year the bullshit with Jalen McMillan and Washington, right? Where they're like, oh yeah, he's gonna play, he's good to go for like three straight weeks, and he like 
we light money on fire on DF in DFS because of what the expectation that he's going to play and then he doesn't. Right. Um, so that like that just shows us that this is what a coaching staff like so many that you can't take their word for anything. It means absolutely nothing. Um, Johnson after the game, right. Um, there, like there's some quote that he said, like, yeah, there's no way I'm missing that game or whatever, but what does that really mean? Who like, of course he's going to say that, but at the same time, there's like, like Washington, you can give them credit for like so many things this year. Cause they, I think they've done so many things so smartly. Um, but I think that one thing is like, they've been so adept at playing the long game uh, um, in terms of scaling back Penix's usage uh, throughout the season when he got banged up, um, resting McMillan, trying to get him healthy and like a lot of their decisions with respect to personnel and game plan, I think have been with an eye toward the playoff and toward trying to take down a natty, knowing that what it's going to take to ultimately do that. And if you just push too much of your chips forward in the middle, early part of the season, take ri unneeded risks, like that could bite you, right? Like what if McMillan is out for the year because you pushed him or Penix, you put it like when he was hurt for like, about four to six games, you put too much on his shoulders and he just re-injures like his ribs or whatever. Like, but they, they don't have like this is the national championship, so they don't have the ability to do that anymore. So if it's on the cusp of can Dylan go, can he not go? He's so much better than all the other running backs, not even close. Like maybe now he actually goes. You can't play that game anymore where you're just thinking downstream. So that is in my mind as well when I'm trying to figure out like is this guy going to play? Is he not going to play? Like they can't do. There's that that option is off the table to just kick the can down the road a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's a good way to look at it. Ultimately, it's a matter of like he's. I think he's going to attempt to go. I do like, too. I, yeah, you know, like he. We saw it against Texas. Like he was banged up, and then he. I thought he was done. Like he looked like he was done at one point, and then he came back in. <laughs> and so I think that's exactly what we're going to get. And it's just a matter of how much, you know, painkillers they can pump in him before he has to give it up. But like, he's going to be there the first drive, in my opinion. And then it's just a matter of like, can he do it? I can't imagine with a week's uh, eight days, nine days, whatever, that he could be full go. He, I just can't see it. I mean, it's a foot injury, right? Like, well, the no, context. So, more. Let's talk about it more. Let's spend the rest of the pod just talking about it, this because it matters to me. Um, he hurt. He hurts himself in like week eleven against Oregon State or whatever. Hurts his foot, and it's like on off, on off, on off through the remainder of the season. And then in the playoff game the other day, reaggravates it, whatever. Um. I, I turned, dude, I, I didn't stay up to the last of the game, the, the end of the game. I'm so washed at this point. Um, but uh, like, okay, he can't make it off the field, gets carted off or whatever. And then last night, the like Ryan Grubb quote on that like local radio show is basically like, he had x rays at the Superdome. We expect him to play. The full quote also says, like, we're getting, sending him for more tests, AKA MRI. Um, and that got like underreported. Um, I like, I'm not, I'm not gonna play doctor and pretend I know, like, I don't, I don't know what the difference between x-ray and MRI is, but, and like how that relates to like a foot injury or sh and shit like that. But 
like I, I would just take it as like, he's not fully out of the woods. Right. And all the other variables that we just talked to, like coaches lying and shit like that. And like, okay, like he what clearly is not healthy. Um, all that stuff, roll it up, package it. And now we have to give consideration to it. Um, do you, do you do well on this, on the Natty slate? Usually you're playing DFS, right? Yeah, I'm going to play. I never really do well. I We've talked about it pregame with like the Trey Sermon stuff. Really yeah. job to be there. But <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I basically like have lost half my entry in the last couple of years. But to your previous point, x-ray is going to be like, I think that's more bone related. MRI is more like ligament related. Like you wouldn't, if you're going to check out if he tore his ACL, for example, they would do an MRI, not an x-ray, but I will say, Nate, I know you're running and listening right now. So <laughs> if you think that we're both idiots and need to correct us, please Slack slash tweet us and confirm what the hell we're talking about. But to me, that like the fact that he is getting something else checked to me is like there's still pain. Like there's still something going on that they want to confirm or rule out. I don't know. It, it's especially since it's kind of that lingering injury. I just don't see, I just don't see how he could run it. 15 times you know like i don't know there's i think there's a couple big question marks on how like if you're going to play dfs this weekend or bet props even uh on the game which are super tight um because they're washington and michigan are two of the more predictable teams this season the the question here would be on the michigan side would be uh do they do the whole two tight end thing like they did for the last half of the season where they just run it or do they use more two receiver or three and four receiver sets with uh, I should say three receiver sets with Samaj Morgan and Tyler Morris. That was a big surprise for me in the Alabama game. Mike and I both were like, they're just going to run it and ground and pound. Part of me is like, well, they used the extra month, right? That month of practice to put in some wrinkles that Alabama wouldn't be expecting. And we can still run the ball well because we like our offensive line. Uh, and obviously it worked enough. But I think they go back to the running game. You know, we saw, like you said, what Texas did to them. You know, Blake Corum, I think, is going to get a ton of usage. But I think, to me, it's a two tight end game. Do you have a, a vibe on that? From a DFS perspective, like Corum is going to be 95% owned, right? JJ right. will be. I don't, what, I, I have no idea what JJ's ownership would be. Um, but. I mean, the default, and you're, we're all, it, it's going to get regurgitated over and over is that Michigan's just going to run the shit out of the ball, right? So if you're trying to take this slate down, maybe flipping, flipping that and either jamming some Michigan passing game like that will, like if you're trying to get unique, that could, that could be it. Um, but I, I mean, common sense, right? Is that Michigan's going to just try and run it 50, 50 times plus and just keep, uh, like, force Washington to stop them? Donovan Edwards got listed for prop on a FanDuel today. Do you want to guess? Rushing yards? Yeah. Probably like 27 and a half. 25 and a half. Why does he suck? He's got the worst vision I've ever seen in my life. Is that like, is that what it is? Like that's, it's, it's crazy it's that bad. like that is all that matters for a running back. I think he's a little bit more downhill than shifty, like than I yeah. thought. You know, like I think just because he's good in the passing game, like he can catch a pass and he can move around a little, that people think that he can 
that he is really good in like the run game, uh, like side to side. But if you look at like his big runs last year, they're big, huge plays, right? It's like the Ohio State yeah. game was basically where Ohio State just tried to stop the run and put everybody on the line and Michigan's offensive line created a hole and he just hit it. But like, there's so many plays where he has like six yards of open space and he goes to the one yard of open space, you know, like, <laughs> and I think they're almost like fed up with it. it what was interesting was how Michigan used Mullings, uh, the third running back, the former linebacker um, in the game. And it was interesting to me because it wasn't like he was pass blocking. Like he went out and caught a big pass at one point in the game. Like he had a, a carrier too. Like and it was pretty decent amount of snaps compared to to Edwards. So I don't have any confidence in Edwards in terms of like DFS perspective. But I don't, and I don't think that like oh by going back to this two tight end heavy run thing that it would still be Edwards. Like I, something happened, or they liked something about Mullings where they wanted to go that route because you would think Edwards would be the guy in the passing attack, not Mullings, but it was the other way around. Is that where it's transferring after this year? I bet you, he, I bet you he goes pro, but I yeah. he shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, any running back, I would just say, yeah, you would. I wonder what his market would be. I guess may, that's a good question for you. What would his market be? But then also like, what does Michigan do with no returning running backs? Because a couple guys that are already in the portal, not that they were all that relevant, but a couple guys are in the portal. They uh, Michigan is not at all one of those teams that they're not like Clemson, right? They're not like they are interested in using the portal to fill talent gaps, right? They they posted a bunch of receivers, like they brought in, they brought in kicker from the portal. They brought in like key defensive okay. guys, offensive linemen. Like they'll yeah. they'll use the portal to attack as needed, right? And you would think that okay, Quorum's gone, Edwards transfers. They maybe they go get a running back out of the portal. They've got some amazing freshmen coming in, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah. You're you're part of you're part of C two C, dude. I thought that you study study high school tape and shit. No, I like Ben Hall, the the freshman there that's there now. But you can never really tell because all his rushing was like in the spring game, and then also in the uh, like in blowouts. So it's like, what am I getting here? But like, yeah. if they do go to the portal for a running back. Who's in the Who's in the portal? Like, in what is that going to happen in like May or April or whatever? Because the portal just closed, right? So, like, who are they going to go get? And I'm hoping to lead you down a path where JJ returns and they decide to open the passing game up more. <laughs> Bring in Jamal Banks, who they're having on for a visit, and we get is JJ. Do you Do you think JJ is good at being a quarterback? I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's like. Like, if he goes to the draft, he would not be a top four or five quarterback. Uh, he might be the quarterback five. Like, just depends, right? I think Jaden Daniels has taken over the spot as a third. And then if you like Penix, uh, he would be four. And then it just is, is a debate, in my opinion, of, like, who the fifth guy is. There's not really, like, this feels very top-heavy um, at the quarterback. I think he, you know, for the longest time, I was like, yeah, he's going pro. But now I I don't know, man. I think he would come If back. our ball goes to the NFL, is JJ definitely gone? I don't know, man. I would say 
that that's really strange. I think there's two things that would really impact. It would be Harbaugh leaving and then also Michigan winning the championship or losing. Right. I think it's kind of be like that Blake Corum thing where like if they lost, JJ would be more incentivized to come back. If Harbaugh lose, you know, leaves, then he would be more incentivized to come back. But I'm not buying that Harbaugh is going pro. Like he's just kind of a weird dude. You know, like <laughs> I don't know if NFL teams want that, which is funny considering all he's really ever done is win. Yeah. But what do you think about his uh Jesus would have been a five star comment? Harbaugh. It's peak Harbaugh. <laughs> it's peak Harbaugh. <laughs> So I don't know. Uh, you got a prediction? You want to make a prediction on on the game? Mm. Go thirty twenty four Washington. I will go. I would. I think low scoring. I think like, I think Michigan will ground and pound, and then I think Washington. I think they're sneaky in terms of like slow pace, aren't they? I don't Wanna know. S- they were talking about it, I feel like, during the game, but I, don't, I was a little bit of a mix of everything that the first and second quarter of the second game. I'll say, like, 27-20 Michigan with another botched extra point, probably. But All right, any final thoughts or comments? Where I thought we would keep this one short. I'm already, uh, like, out of activities to do intro week. Like, there's only one game left. I keep like I default to pick up my phone, open up my gambling apps and like, all right, do some analysis and stuff. See what the board looks like. There's nothing to do. I like, I find myself thinking like, all right, well, what do I do now? I I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do for like the next six months or whatever. I might actually have to like try to do my job. I don't know. Hang out with your family. Uh, you <laughs> could do a franchises book thing that he talks about. I saw that. It looked cool. I've got he he sent me a couple books actually. Because uh, do you think you don't read? Do you? Not really. No. Have you noticed that like on gambling Twitter there is a uh, a collective of us people that, that yeah are into books. It's like you're trying to wash away your sins with the fact so that you do something. Like I don't think it's educated. for me. It's not that. I think for me it is when I've got downtime. There's all these different vices, right, that are around. Like, I can go and start fucking hammering drinks and shit. And not to say that I don't read and drink, because, like, we, it's a fun activity. Um, but if I get, like, into a book and I write that, it will kind of keep me away from, from other vices, whether it's, like, just diving into, like, a bunch of unhealthy food or, like, hammering drinks or shit. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, like, gambling Twitter uh, generally feels that, that same sentiment. Um, but yeah, I've got a bunch of books that I'm trying to dive into this, uh, off season. I've, I just, I'm on the last book of reading. Um, do you know who Isaac Asimov is? Science fiction author, author. He wrote, uh, the foundation books, uh, I robot. So robot books. And then there's like a middle, um, series two of empire books. They're all connected. I'm on the 16th and last one of this reading order that I'm doing. Uh, I started in September, 2022. So that's, I've got that. Um, it's bittersweet that I'm about done reading something that I've been invested in for like 16 months at this point, but then I've got a bunch of other stuff that I've been putting off and got lined up. So I'll definitely be doing a bunch of reading, but outside of that still got some different things. Uh, just got a lot, I'll have some free time. 
Yeah. Well, you you could do what I did and try to have a kid during this. <laughs> I see. We're done. We're done. Two's good. I will not have free time. Um. So, but we'll we'll be potting. We'll be potting. Hopefully, get Zach back. Uh, yeah. He went on that hiatus where he just was a soccer referee and took it way too seriously. But here we are. But awesome. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, enjoy the game on Monday, the last one before the real season begins, uh, off season. Yeah. Excited for the off season? Dude, you know. Yeah, love the off season. This is our peak season. So uh, I didn't know if you had anything more to add to that. But awesome. Well, enjoy the week. Enjoy the game. And we'll catch you guys next week probably.